global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks are trading little changed, equities near records as investors continue to debate the Fed's next interest rate move. S&P 500 index down a point now at 2184, down less than one-tenth of one percent. NASDAQ up four points at a record 52.80, a gain there of one-tenth of one percent. Dow Industrials down 22, a drop there of one-tenth of one percent. Ten-year yield 1.53 percent. Gold down 510 the ounce to 1345 a drop of 4 tenths of 1% and crude oil west texas intermediate up 1.3% up 58 cents a barrel 4541 right now on west texas intermediate crude i'm charlie pallet and that's the bloomberg business flash you're listening to taking stock with kathleen hayes and pim fox on bloomberg radio stocks will soon exhibit a flight to quality the price of oil will soon collapse well, we're very happy to welcome someone to the show who, when he says something like that, when that's something he wants to talk about, you must realize that he is widely uh, recognized as an expert who translates academic techniques into real market applications, a disciplined quantitative analysis on stocks on the overall market. That's what Louis Navalier is known for, chairman, founder, and chief investment officer at Navalier and Associates. Louis, welcome to the show. It's good to be here. So in your words, just sum up for uh, our listeners who may have not followed your analysis over the years, how would you yourself say, what is it that you do that you have put your whole your whole career, your whole reputation behind? Well, I'm rather the original quants, but uh, I give my research away free in the public domain. So whether it's my stock grader or dividend grader, they're all out there either on my newsletter site or, or money management site. And um, folks can go there and key in their stocks, and I grade them A, B, C, D, F. And obviously the dividend model is totally different than the uh, growth stock model, but um, they're both two very good models. And um, but what's happened this year that's interesting is a lot of uh, low quality stocks have rallied, especially in July and August. But it's been going on since February 11th, and it's largely uh, financials and energy. And I'm most worried about the energy sector right now because I think people confuse seasonal strength with real strength. Oil always goes up in, in the spring and it always goes down in the fall, and we have a glut that's not dissipating. And uh, I'm very, very worried that uh, a lot of people are going to get hurt. Louis, will this also hurt non-energy stocks? It hurts the whole market. Um, you know, people are buying, um, chasing dividend yield. They're buying these big baskets of stocks. They have no idea what they're buying. Uh, in the first quarter, um, we had a lot of dividend cuts, 84% of were in the energy patch. Second quarter, with the price recovery, we didn't have the problem. I should add that natural gas prices look very, very strong because of, um, of the hot summer we had, and then uh, the farmer's almanac has forecast a very cool winter. And uh, so natural gas is, is the exception in the energy patch. But I'm very worried about the glut of refined product, the glut of crude oil, which is a worldwide phenomena. And I'm just worried that we'll get in the seasonal swoon, and it's going to hurt a lot of these stocks, and the dividend cuts may resume. Are you then concerned, Louis, that we're we're going to return to what we saw earlier in the year, where one of the things that you could just day-to-day know the stock market was going to trade on more than anything else was whatever the price of oil was doing? You think we're going to get a return of that kind of volatility and that kind of lockstep action? I hope not, but you can see the markets are manipulated. Uh, every 
day there's a new rumor, whether it's Putin, Saudi Arabia, Iraq, Iran, doesn't matter. You know, we live in a world where not everybody has Bloomberg, and, you know, there's blogs out there, and people just put stuff out to, to see what happens. And, you know, crude oil uh, future traders are, are pretty interesting characters. Uh, it's not unusual for crude oil to, to move 19 to 20 percent in three or four days, especially towards the end of the month if they try to cover their positions. So this is where the sharks swim on Wall Street, and um, guys like me that calculate volatility just wouldn't go here because it's just too hot to handle. And then guys like me also check out fundamentals, and then they didn't check out. So I've been avoiding this entire sector and been a kind of warning everybody all year, and now here comes the September swoon, and I'm, I'm worried about folks. All right, you're worried about folks, and also you posted some weekly ratings changes. I wonder if we could just take a select few and give you, get your thoughts on them. Berkshire Hathaway, uh, you've rated that a quantitative grade of uh, B with also a fundamental grade of B. What about Berkshire Hathaway attracts you to the company? Well, Berkshire Hathaway, uh, rightly or wrongly, is a big reinsurance portfolio, and uh, they've gotten lucky on natural disasters. Uh, I know we sent a hurricane up the East Coast last week, but um, they got uh, they got lucky, and uh, also they're benefiting from the big bond rally. So um, the it's funny in the reinsurance business, their biggest disaster in recent years has been the floods in Taiwan, and excuse me, Thailand, Thailand. It took out a lot of the uh, disc drive companies. Louis, you also have given uh, CBS bees across the board. You like them? Why? It's just uh, that's where everybody goes. Walgreens isn't bad either. <laughs> It's, uh, you know, we all need our drugs, even me. All right. Tell us about hotels, Intercontinental Hotels Group. Bees all around for IHG. Is this anything to do with the consumer spending more money, or is it specific to IHG? It's specific to them. It's some of it's business travel, some of it's consumer travel, but a lot of it's also the acquisitions. You know, where there's acquisitions out there in the hotel land, so that's good. So you have also uh, downgraded from buy to hold a few big names. One of them, Costco. It's got C's across the board. That's not so bad, but what's going on? Well, I'm glad you brought that up. I think Costco, I, I probably should write their, their uh, PR stuff for them. Uh, their same-store sales aren't bad, but a lot of their sales are gasoline-related. So guess what happens when gas prices drop? Their sales drop. And I think they really need to separate that more. Because, you know, people react to the headline and they may not look at the details. And I think they need to say in a nice way that um, that uh, outside of gasoline, it's not that bad. Now, they did have an international expansion that, that slowed them down as well. And uh, But, you know, we just live in a, in a world where people will focus on the negative more than the positive. And so if, if I was writing a PR thing, I would basically try to have more positiveness. Louis, when do you determine to sell a stock, when it's poorly performing or when it's reached a certain level that you're willing to take the profit? When they get too hot to handle. We keep at least 60% of our portfolios in conservative stocks, 30% mildly aggressive, and 10% aggressive. Now, risk to me isn't the angle of the sense, dispersion. So probably the best case study is we thought Facebook was a lot safer than Kroger. Now, that may not be intuitive to most people. They would think, well, my goodness, Facebook's a tech stock. It has a high multiple. Uh, you know, it's, it's the people, it should be ner act in a nervous manner. No. No, it was going up in a much smoother manner than, 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 uh, Kroger. And, and Kroger did miss by a penny one quarter, so that, a while back, so that probably, you know, uh, affected it. But, 
uh, you know, when we do our quantitative screens, we naturally gravitate towards whatever's going up in a very smooth, steady manner. Risk to us isn't the angle of sin, it's dispersion. And in our, our case, Facebook still looks safer than Kroger at this moment. I just saw on your, your, your uh, weekly list of, of changes, but I'm wondering how you rank and rate Apple, especially after they've come out with their latest iPhone iterations today. Yeah, Apple is a dividend stock right now. Uh, obviously, it's a very low PE stock. It's, um, it sells a ton of debt um, to, to, um, to sustain that uh, healthy dividend and as well as buy its stock back. Last I looked, I think it was the second biggest stock buyback company out there. Um, you know, I, I'm a little worried about them, but uh, I think that uh, they're, you know they have a cult, and a lot of people upgrade their iPhone 7. I'm mostly worried about them in emerging markets um, where they haven't been as successful. But let's face it, that little Samsung problem they have with the battery exploding was probably the best mm-hmm. thing ever happened to Apple and the iPhone. So, uh, you know, I, I think uh, they had a successful launch today. Now we just got to make sure the orders are there. Um, you know, Apple, you know, hasn't had uh, earnings growth for a couple quarters, so let's uh, hope they have real sales, real earnings moving forward. But if you want a low P, a nice dividend yield, it's fine right now. Yeah, Apple shares up about a half a percent right now at uh, 108.45 with a yield of 2%. Louis, what's the biggest mistake that you've made over the last 12 months? Um, basically, uh, not trimming stocks as they get too volatile. I mean, I do trim them, but sometimes they, they move a little faster than I can uh, if there's an extraordinary event and something gaps down that that that's what happens um i think the main thing i like to stress to your to your viewers is that the market is actually dying on us you know the actual stock market is physically shrinking uh the stocks that seem to rank the highest on my system are the ones that buy their stock back and um we had record debt issuance in august that's going to mean a lot of buybacks Uh, normally a lot of my stocks pull back after earnings season but lately the buybacks are so hot and heavy um, the, the, they firm up after earnings season. So I'm very, very bullish on, on, the, on the market. As long as you have these low rates and fairly low price earnings ratios, companies are going to continue to borrow and buy their stock back, and Gilead and Apple are leading the way. Uh, how do you connect the dots, Louis? Just a qu- quick final question. When you look at something like the Institute for Supply Management, the manufacturing, the services, do you ignore that as the, in your kind of analysis or as the way you connect the dots to your stock calls? Well, I talk about all that because I write for a living. And... Um, and uh, basically, that creates more uncertainty, and it's creating a more narrow market. September is a flight to quality month, and our big pitch uh, in our client correspondence is that we had a bit of a low quality rally in July and August, and August and uh, although we did okay, but uh, we expect that a lot of the energies will lead the way down in September, and there'll be this huge flight to quality. And we are especially excited about the last week of September because the professional managers have to make their portfolios really pretty before the end of the quarter. So they'll kick out the stuff that's not going to earn and buy our stuff, uh, hopefully by the uh, the uh, last week of September. Although last week, you know, one of my funds was top one percent. So, you know, the, the flight to quality is definitely underway in September. We've got to leave it there. Louis Navalier, Chairman, Founder, Navalier Associates.